tonight, folks, 60 minutes of fun and music brought to you by Panatooth Taste and Sal Hepatica. And tonight, a big celebration. Fred Allen's coming back to the old town hall. He's bringing Portland and the Mighty Allen Art players and his baggage, and they're all going to give us the biggest show we've had in months. Town Hall tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Well, here we are at the railroad station, and Fred Stain is just about due. He's coming in from Hollywood, you know, where he's just finished making a picture called Thanks a Million for 20th Century Fox. Everybody's here to greet him. Peter Van Steen and the Arpana Troubadours are waiting. An all-star group of amateurs. Say, here comes the train. Uh-huh. Now let's watch the Fred when the train starts. He's blowing. And there he is lifting Portman Hoff off that train. Look at that crowd. They're giving three cheers for Fred Allen. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Hi, Tiny. What? No brass band? Yes, the band's here, too, Fred. Okay, Peter. There goes the band of stars and stripes forever as Fred Portland and the Mighty Allen Art Player start the parade from the depot to the old town hall. The friends all around the country are standing by to welcome them home tonight. Folks from coast to coast drop everything to listen. That's Washington. England's building battleships, Mr. Secretary. What about the ratio? Ratio? That reminds me. I've got to get my radio fixed. Fred Allen is back. It's town hall tonight. At Boulder City. Why did the president speak at Boulder Dam on Tuesday, Father? Why, he wanted to stay in the house Wednesday, daughter. Fred Allen is back at town hall tonight. San Diego, California. Man, shake, guy. The fairgrounds deserted. Where's all the people? Home listen to their radios, me. It's town hall tonight. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the radio audience, I want to make a suggestion to you. In just a few moments, Fred Allen's going to start his show in town hall, and you have just time to call up one or two of your friends. And tell them that Fred is back on the air. They'll be grateful to you. Don't you think so? And now here we are at the door of Town Hall. There's Fred greeting the crowd as it pours through the door. Let's listen to what he's saying. An apple a day keeps the doctor away, folks. But an apple at night won't keep the doctor away from the Town Hall. Step right in for the housewarming. Hi there, Sheriff. Ethan Allen, how are things in Hollywood? Fine, Sheriff, fine. Did you get a divorce out there? No, I went for business, not for pleasure. Step right in, folks, and welcome. Evening, Mrs. Westmore. Good evening, Mr. Allen. Heard you been in Hollywood. That's right. Clark Gable sends his love to you. Clark Gable? Quick, water somebody. Miss Westmore's fainted. I should have brought regards from Wallace Beery. Now, don't crowd, folks, but hurry, 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 hurry. Land's ready, Fred. Okay, Tiny. What's the first number? That song, I've got a pocket full of sunshine from your new picture, Thanks a Million, Fred. It's Dick Powell's picture, Tiny, and how he sings that song. Let's go. Thank you. 
Colossal combination of comedy and capers, Ted Allen in person. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Now, before starting the show, I'll read you the town hall bulletin for tonight. Hodge White is calling band practice at the GAR Hall for Friday night. Now, Hodge wants to warn all of you musicians who chew tobacco to be mighty careful where you bail out around the hall. If you see a brass thing about four feet high that looks like a cuspidor, it's Hodge's French horn, so act accordingly. Last year, the horn gave off a fine spray during rehearsals, and along about May, the ceiling in the hall turned mahogany. So much for symphonic precautions, and now, now for the town hall news. Is the picture sheet back from the laundry, Tiny? It's stuck for tonight, Fred, and down it comes. Coming down formal, hey? Right. As long as we're parked here, we won't need the lights, you think? Off to go. The projector starts, and we bring you the latest news of the week. The town hall news sees nothing, shows all. Radio City, New York. Prominent radio comedian returning to town hall tonight program conducts door-to-door survey to check on listeners. Town Hall News Camera follows Fred Allen as he questions radio public incognito. What do you want? Pardon me, mister. You won't get no coffee out of me, buddy. Oh, I'm not panhandling. I'm taking a poll. Going to open a barbershop, eh? Well, I shave myself. No, no, you don't understand. You're talking to America's foremost radio comedian. No kidding. Glad to know you, Mr. Benny. <laughs> Yes? Excuse me, lady, I'm taking a straw vote. Oh, well, I'm from upstate, and I'm voting for McKinley, as usual. <laughs> well, what is it? Good evening, madam. Have you a radio? Yeah, and it's paid for. You got the wrong house, Longfoot. What is your favorite radio program, madam? Major Bose. What's it to you? Who do you like uh, next to Major Bose? Major Bose. But this is only Wednesday. What do you do until Sunday night? I wait for Major Bose. New York City, New York. Mayor LaGuardia proclaims October a month of noiseless nights. Anti-noise violators will be prosecuted. Down Hall News shows what New Yorkers may expect. An anti-noise trial. Next eight, mini twelve. Disturbing the peace of the Roxy Theater. Guilty or not guilty, Minnie? Uh, I was only taking the cellophane off my almond bar, Judge. She was making noise. It wasn't the cellophane, Judge. It was the almond. The what? Almond nuts! That's contempt of court, Herky days. Homes will be broken up. Farewells like this one will be common. Oh, this cruel law. Forcing my poor boy to be home. Oh, don't cry, Ma. I can practice my saxophone in Philadelphia. Goodbye. Oh, my God. Police cars will be ready for noise emergencies. We'll soon be hearing calls like this. Calling all cars. Calling all cars. Man singing in bathtub at 91 Glove Park Avenue. Calling all cars. 
This is 9-1-0. Okay, through this door. Hey, listen, Chief. She's in the bathroom. Break down that door. I say, what's the blooming wrong? Come clean, buddy. You're under arrest. But I say I'm having my cup. Well, it's against the law. Oh, you Americans. You say it's a violation to sponge. It ain't that. It's Andy Noisemont and you're singing. Come on, you pinch, mister. Grab his hand. Here, here, stop it. I'm now, hold him. Hold him, Clancy. He's soapy. Come on, let, let me alone now. Let me go. Imagine this guy in a bathtub on Wednesday night. We'll hold him for observation. He thinks it's Saturday. Town Hall News shows results of campaign. Before noise was outlawed, Broadway sounded like this. Ah, oh, but what a difference. Today, Broadway sounds like this. Washington, D.C. United States government plans drive on poultry racketeers. G-men to crack down on gunmen who cost consumers millions annually. Town Hall News shows poultry racketeers in action. The scene, a poultry store in the Bronx, New York City. Ye old kosher poultry shuttle, Mrs. Marcus responding. No, no, I got no broilers. No, my place was robbed last night. Yes, poultry racketeers. I'm all that's left in the store and I'm not hidden, so goodbye. <laughs> I put it on the top Well, what can I do for you two gentlemen? Back down, Ma. This is a shakedown. Make it snappy, doll. Where's your phone? Oi, more racketeers. Who is? No, Crash. Where's your hand? Henchmen. Last night I'm robbed. Tidy two bullets and again, Ah, uh, Somebody beat us to it, Butch. I ain't quitting here empty-handed. What's in that safe, Ma? Confidentially, I'm holding out. In the safe, Dog Rosen, I'm concealing one kitten. Open it up. It's one kitten only. Sarah, she's convalescing. Don't stall. Open the safe. Okay. <laughs> no, no quiet, Sarah. Just pick up. Any eggs under that dodo? I told you she's convalescing. Tell her to lay a couple of eggs pronto. We ain't had no breakfast. Tell her yourself. I wasn't forcing the issue. Shake a leg. Shake a leg, Sarah. Or I'll blow your feathers off. Okay, I'll put it away the pistol. She's nice already. Look, I'm counting three. We're going to get eggs or else. Come on, Sarah. One. Oh, so give, Sarah. Two. Three. She'd come true. Nice work, Sarah. Yeah, wait a minute. What kind of an egg is this? No. Sure, there ain't no shell on it. So, could you do any better in a hurry? Once again, the Town Hall News brings you the outstanding sound of the week. Detroit, Michigan, World Series opens today. Chicago Blanks, Detroit, and first game, the Blank. Thank you. And now, Tiny, how about a scene or one of those talking pictures you you used to put on before I went away? <laughs> not now, Fred. Why, here you are just home with us again, and we're not going to take much time even for salopathic. No? I simply want to...
and his Ipana troubadours have just played the Vitalis theme song from the top of your head. When you get down to your teeth, it's Ipana, of course. I've been asked to make an impromptu announcement, ladies and gentlemen. Bob Mullen, leading vitamin monger and soul lessee of the lunch wagon, Bell of the Gutter, says that the man with the indigestion who has been picketing the wagon all week is an imposter. Bob says you can't possibly get gastritis in the wagon because he's cooking with electricity only. Now, on Tuesday at... Oh, no. Quiet, quiet, please. Whoever's raising that hue and cry, you can stay, but the cry will have to go. Hello? Well, 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 sir, I live and try to keep these bulldog cues from snapping at the calves on my legs. It's a distant Portland. Yes, I dreamed last night that you were back from Hollywood. So you came over before you woke up to make sure, huh? Oh, I knew you were coming back. Did a little bird tell you? Oh, I wouldn't hear a bird this soon. Your picture isn't out yet, is it? Couldn't you... Couldn't you have welcomed me over the phone? Say, you're lucky I'm alone. Papa wanted to come with me. Oh, I wish he had come. You know, the last time Papa came down here in his dress suit, the smell of camphor cleared up my asthma. Gosh, I wish I could have made the trip to California with you. There's enough confusion in Hollywood without you. I don't care so much about Hollywood. I'd just like to see what's going on around the country. <laughs> you don't even know what's going on in New York. Did you hear about the Bear Lewis fight? Oh, was there a fight? Well, I'll admit I use the word loosely. <laughs> a fight is where two people punch each other, isn't it? That's what Thomas said. Did he see the altercation? Not exactly. He had a two-dollar seat. Really? How did he know what was going on? Hear a rumor? No, he took his radio set and tuned in from where he was sitting. There. Very good. All right, let's drop the whole thing. But Papa felt sorry for Joe Lewis. Lewis won and your father felt sorry for him? Yes, Papa had to fight a man before he went on his honeymoon, too. Who did Papa have to fight? Mama's father. Oh. I wish you'd do your father a dirty trick for me. You mean go home? Exactly. Oh, no, you don't. Mr. Bowers! Now listen, Robert. If I lay my hands on that mail order suit, you'll blow a tweed feud. Now I'm not paging trouble, Junior, but you rest one unsanitary finger on this lapel and I'll up you. And Mr. Bowers can do it too, Mr. Allen. If Mr. Bowers is ever kidnapped, you can ransom him with a phone slug. 
You could go just so far with me, Alan, and one, two, three, I'm on you. And four, five, six, and it's vice versa. Mr. Bowers is pretty tough, Mr. Allen. I'll pay with a rounded down. You look like ten cents worth of fluff to me. Where I come from, men are men. Is that why you had to leave, Mr. Allen? <laughs> that was good, Barney. <laughs> I wouldn't take that from an octogenarian. Now, look, folks, I just came back tonight. I'm well, trying to... that's what Mr. Bowers came to see you about. Lord, yes, I've been trying to split an infinitive to get a word in edgewise here. Going from the abstract to the concrete, what's on your mind, Mr. Bowers? <laughs> Mr. Bowers likes to arrange a public welcome for you. Yes, that's my racket, Alan. Fenton C. Bowers, E.W.A. Don't tell me you're a government project. E.W.A. is professional welcome arranger. Oh. Yes, Mr. Bowers arranges welcomes for people. He should have arranged one for himself before he showed up here. You'll need Mr. Bowers to stir up a welcome, Mr. Allen. Oh, yes, you've got plenty of enemies, brother. You've been on the radio three years. Have you any references? Tell him about Frank Buck's welcome, Mr. Bowers. Lord, I tore the town wide open for Buck. Met him up at the dock with a rhinoceros, two mongoose, and 400 paid-up elk with Pete the Kimbo. And what about Admiral Bird? Oh, oh, oh. the Bird welcome was Bowers at his bed. I just super. And oh, boy, was it noisy. Why, the din was nerve-wracking. At high noon, 3,000 housewives slammed their icebox doors in salute. Are your, uh, are your welcomes expensive, Brother Bowers? They're all prices. For $85, I can give you a fair welcome. 50 Boy Scouts, wig wagging. <laughs> oh, that would look silly. Boy Scouts wagging their wigs at Mr. Allen. Have you anything semi-rousing for around $15? Lord, you don't expect to rock a hullabaloo for $15. I go the whole hog, Mr. Allen. You only come back once. $15 is a lot of drachmas, though. Well, if you want to dog it, I've got a $10 celebration. What's that one, Mr. Bowers? For $10, I rent two orphans. They meet you at the plane and recite. Recite what? A verse I wrote for cheapskate. How does it go, Mr. Bowers? Uh, quiet, please. Uh, Woodchuck, Ermine, Partridge, Grouse. Welcome, Alan. You're a... I'm a what? For ten dollars, you're no peacock. <laughs> what you need is a mirror, Mr. Allen. Yes, you can take a good look at it and give free rousing cheers for yourself. Why, you... And you, too, and you... Hey, put that in your pipe and inhale. I'm off. I guess I'm off, too, Mr. Allen. There's no doubt about it. Goodbye, Portland. Howie, ho! And now, without the help of Mr. Bowers, we welcome the town hall quartet and their guest star, the guy from the Isle of Capri. <laughs> Full of fear, a night between his teeth, a ringing cheer. He thinks I'm after his wife, and now he's after my life. He's from the Isle of Capri. With blood in his eye, the guy is chasing me. Wherever I go, I never go slow. I know that he is following me to gather me out of Capri. I walk in the park, he hides in the dark. But I can tell when God, I can tell the guy's 
Capri. I can't take a chance and explain the romance. That's why I worry a bit. Oh, he won't understand. All I did was kiss her hand. He wants to tickle me with his select song. If I want to laugh, I gotta go past. Jump ahead of the chucks to gather the Alcapri. Oh, cantato dell'amore io. Upon the island of Capri, oh. Ah, quando venuto per la bella bellissima, bambino, sento che... Upon the island of Capri. Upon the island of Capri. She said to me, much to my surprise, and rolled her eyes upon the island of Capri. And then I bent to kiss her hand. That's when I saw the wedding band. I took one look and then I flew to where I'd anchored my canoe on the island of Capri. Now he's over here from over there. He's right behind me everywhere. He's getting in my head. I go for a drive. I do 85. Well, that's no good. He's under the hood. The guy from the Alcapri. I thought it was a shock, but I beat up a cop. But there was the mug inside of the jug. The, the guy, guy from the Alcapri. Thank you, boy. Now, Tiny, I hear you've been doing a good deal of talking while my back was turned this summer. Why, yes, Fred, I, I have said a word or two now and then. Well, own up. Now, what have you been talking about? <laughs> well, a lot of things. But but here, I'm going to show one of them to you and to our friends here in the audience. I'll hold it above my head so everybody can see it. You know what this is, friends? Yes, sure. Of course. <laughs> of course you all recognize it. Now, will this gentleman here in the front row tell us what it is? Why, it's a package of Ipana toothpaste. Right. The famous red and yellow striped box that Ipana toothpaste comes in. I'm going to open this box now, just as you would, if you were about to start using a new tube of Ipana. First thing I take out is an instructive little folder. Briefly, it tells you why the health of your gums is important, how best to take care of them. Why dentists recommend Ipana toothpaste. And furthermore, it urges you to see your dentist regularly. But there's something else in that box, Tiny. Yes, sir, Fred, and here it is. The shining red and yellow tube of Ipana toothpaste. You've noticed what an attractive package it is. From the handy black cap to the black seal at the bottom. But that, of course, is unimportant compared to what the contents of this tube can mean to you. What can it mean? Cleaner teeth. Teeth that are brighter, more sparkling. Healthier gums. Gums that are firmer, more resistant to infection. Surely it's worth your while to use Ipana toothpaste to brush your teeth and massage your gums with it. So why don't you get a tube tonight or tomorrow morning? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the season for hay fever and the mighty Alan Arclay. Those two plagues for which science has never found a cure. These actors, so-called, who have hitched their wagons to a groundhog, are ready to resume their barnstorming careers and will lay their first official egg of the season tonight. They present a melodrama. <laughs> they present a melodrama of modern hillbillies entitled "Once an Amateur, Always an Amateur, But Never a Bride." Over to Peter. <laughs> For the immature she gave me. Oh, dang your hair, lips, Harry. Can't I sing without you giving me the gong all this? Oh, shit, you're yet, Paul. You always was a gong, eh? You always will be a gong, eh? You always uh, uh, was a gong, eh? Well, ain't nothing to be ashamed of. 
Oh, a gongs was invented. Singer like me could pick up a good vegetable dinner after a performance. Well, well, the gong's more humane for actors than a ripe tomato. Uh, say, where's them children of ours? Oh, gone hunting, reckon. Uh, hunting? Yep, took the guitar if they're hunting sponsors. Season's open for sponsors. Lord, they're running wild. One got away from me yesterday. Must have been this long. Well, well, all our young'uns is good boys. All except Hale. He run off to the big city for a national hookup. Oh, Pear's all right. They're sweet potato and nine to three... They're sweet potatoes. I hate sweet potatoes. They get in my mouth. You see, they're confusing. Oh, it did, Paul. Best but our pair is all right. Best sweet potato player in nine counties. I'd have kicked them big silly notions right out of his hide if he hadn't up and kicked me first. But take his shoes off and Pear's a good boy. Oh, wish I was young again. Could get on one of them amateur programmers. Oh, you was a great one in your days, Terry. Sure was, folks. Oh, slap me perpendicular. Every time you opened your yap, you got the gong, didn't you? Sure it? did, folks. Never missed a gong. You was the first G-woman, all right, right? Sure was, folks. Right Listen. Huh? Please, Arkev, listen at him. I know, I thought he'd come back with his sweet potato dragon. Oh, nobody can play that yam like our pair. Hi, Mom! Hi, Well, Pear, what's new on relief? Happy, I come back to tell you I made good in the city. How do you all know you made good? Well, after I played my sweet potato, a fella spoke up and asked me for my autograph. Move going, Pear. You give it to him? Yup. I can't write, so I'll give it to him verbal. Midland, glad to see you back, sir. You hope you're ready to settle down now that you've had your fling. I ain't come home to roost, Pappy. I'm going back to the city and make big money. Money? A son of mine take money? Pib, this family's been amateurs for three generations. Me and your ma chair was amateurs before you. Why, you cut your first tooth on a gong. Sure did, huh? Well, I don't care. Amateur acts is all taking money nowadays. Why, that'll make you rank professional. You can't do it. I can't so. You can't nothing. I can't too. You can't. I'm going out with a bunch of amateurs to make personal appearances. What personal appearances, son? In them there movie houses. The amateurs appears in the flesh. Hush, son. That ain't decent. You can't displease us like that. No, son, don't take money. You'll break your pappy's heart. Hand me my shotgun, Sherry. I'll learn him a lesson. Well, take care, Pap. You know that the neighbor owned for his daughter's wedding. So it did. Well, I reckon I'm off. Oh, it's your brother and sister. Maybe they can shame Pap out of his crazy notions. Come in, sir. Listen, Chair Hannah, you too, Chair Luke. Take yourself a couple of chairs, Chair. <laughs> Take a good look at your brother Pev, Chair, because he's getting out of Chair the house half for good. Oh, yeah. We've been a happy family living here in this little one room and well. Ain't nothing fancy, but the well's operating. But Pev's broke it up now. Where are you going, Pev? I'm a going to meet personal appearances. He's a turning traitor, that's what. Oh, now, Pav. Get out, son. All sweet potato. Hold on, Pav. Hannah and me's going away, too. What? Yep, we got us an offer to be amateurs in movie sorts. 
For money? Of course, for money. Time for cheese, Pappy. You mean you're all alone and leaving your Pappy and Mo? Let them go, Sherry. You and me will just start all over again. Oh, now don't take on so, Pappy. Even my little Hannah chair is again me. Mm, movies and personal appearances. I reckon there just ain't no more amateurs like you and me, Paul. No, reckon they ain't. Nowadays, amateurs is all working for money. Professionals is all working on sustaining programs. Well, I reckon we better get a going. Yeah, come on, Hannah. Go on, get on. And don't let your guitars and sweet potatoes stop in my acoustics again. Goodbye, Ma. Well, that's done it, Terry. Sure has, Paul. We're right back here where we started 20 years ago, come town hall tonight. Sure do. I mean, sure are, Paul. Children's all gone. But I still got you, Paul. You got something there, Terry. Oh, the children is all turned against us, but I'll always be an amateur to you, won't I, Pappy? Yes, me, Terry. You sure will, Terry. Oh, now you kiss me, Paul. gentlemen, tonight we present a group of winners who distinguished themselves in the town hall amateur contest, chaperoned by my good friend Frank Crummett, while I was out in Hollywood. These boys and girls will compete for a grand prize of $100 in cash and a week's engagement at the Roxy Theater in New York City. Now, we have no applause machine on the stage this evening, for the winner of this contest will not be determined by the audience here in the town hall. Tonight's winner will be selected by you folks who are listening to your radios at home. Now, we're asking you to choose your favorite, mail in your vote so that we receive it no later than next Tuesday morning. And if you will do your part after the contest is over tonight, we shall be happy to do ours and award the prize uh, next Wednesday night. The winner of the $75 prize for last week's contest is Dwayne Harmon. Tiny tells me that Dwayne played the trumpet and recently won the Midwest Amateur Contest in Omaha before he came to the town hall. Congratulations, Dwayne. And now for our contest tonight, ladies and gentlemen. First, we welcome Mr. James Smith. Mr. Smith is here in a chef's uh, outfit with a table. You're from Haverhill, Massachusetts, yes, Mr. Yes, you come up with your accoutrement, did yes, you? I did. <coughs> Excuse me, Mr. Smith. <coughs> it's not catching, I can assure you. You have nothing to worry about. <laughs> Mr. Smith calls himself the musical chef and has a large table here filled with a motley collection of bowls, egg cups, custard bowls, oatmeal bowls, 
And uh, you play music on these, do you, yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Smith? You play, uh, what, do you, what are those you use for hammers there? Those are ladies' shoe trees. Ladies' shoe trees, and you spank the bowls to get music <laughs> with the... You use the shoe trees to get the footnote, I imagine. <laughs> How do you... Ah, uh... <laughs> uh, that surprised me more than it did you, really, Mr. Smith. How do you get these, uh, these dishes tuned up? You buy them in tunes? Well, these are just ordinary dishes that I went around different corporate stores testing the bowls so oh. I could find the scale, the chromatic scale. Oh, that's fine. You go into a five and ten, say, and give me an E-flat egg cup, and I... <laughs> well, that saves a lot of trouble. And what are you going to play for us tonight, Mr. Smith? I'm going to play a little medley of Marching Through Georgia and Over There. Uh, marching Through Georgia and Over There. I'm afraid Ethiopia is going to have trouble with China here tonight. <laughs> But you go right ahead with your musical sorcery. Thank you. Perfect. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to Miss Marie Phillips. M Marie is from Brooklyn, is that right? Yes, sir. Uh, and you are uh, you have ambitions to be an operatic singer, have you, Marie? Yes, sir. You have? Well, I hope you have success in your career. You know, things are looking up. The opera singers had their breathing spell long before President Roosevelt gave business its breathing spell. <laughs> And uh, I think the Metropolitan expects a great season this year. You know they have their insurance company on the side, a little business they run, which helps out. And uh, what are you going to sing for us tonight? Oh, I'm going to sing uh, the aria, Grace Moore sings in, in her picture, Love Me Forever, from La Bohème. The aria. The aria is called See Me Chairman on Me Me. You took the words out of my mouth to go right ahead. <laughs>
che la vien cuori dura hai un posto Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're proud of many of the boys and girls who have been up here on some of our earlier amateur evenings. Uh, we have a, as you probably know, a town hall unit now. The, uh, the, some of our earlier winners have banded together and have been touring around the country. This week they're in Baltimore. And I just wanted to mention this tonight because the boys and girls have pooled some of their spare resources and sent me a telegram. And I'm very happy to receive it. And I just wanted to let them know if they're listening in. It says, we who have kept the fire burning while you were enjoying your Hollywood vacation, welcome you back to the air. Stop. We are enjoying our tour and trust you had a wonderful vacation. Welcome home. That's from Al Mitchell, the Master of Ceremonies, and Marilyn McKay, Joe Williams, Victor Mizzy, Irving Taylor, and the other boys and girls who are with our Town Hall Tonight amateur show. Incidentally, Friday and Saturday of this week, the uh, town hall amateurs at the Capitol Theater, Lancaster, PA, Sunday at the Stanley Theater, Camden, New Jersey, and Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at the Strand Theater in York, Pennsylvania. And I certainly wish all of the boys and girls the best of luck on their tour. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to Arthur Young, singer and guitar player from Bison, New York. Is that right, Arthur? Buffalo. Buffalo? Oh, Buffalo. It's Bison and Buffalo. Practically the same thing. Arthur is here. Is that the... I never knew... Arthur is wearing one of those Stetson hats about a four-gallon, I'd say, isn't it? A funny. Twenty-gallon hat, is it? And a leather jacket, and he's carrying a guitar. I never knew Buffalo was so far west until I saw your... Huh? Way around the Buffalo. Around the Buffalo, okay. You're a guitar player and singer, Arthur? Right. You are incidental. You, you, I hope so. You think so? I hope so. Incidentally, you're a left-handed guitar player, aren't you? Right. Southpaw. Southpaw. You have to restring the guitar the other way to play left-handed, do you? That's what I do. You have to mix it up, huh? Right. You'd have an awful time with a harp, wouldn't you, getting all of those things? Don't you mean? What are you going to <laughs> What are you going to play for us tonight, Arthur? I'm going to sing, Why Did I Get Married? Why did you get married and play at the same time? Yeah. Well, if you ever get married, you'll have no time to play, so you make the most of Come and gather all around me, you boys who want a wife. Listen to my warning, you thank me all your life. For I was once a bachelor, and I wish I was again. I'd never give up that single bliss to wear a ball and chain. Oh, why did I get married? Why did I don this neck yoke? If I talk back, she'll give me a crack and I'm liable to get my neck broke. When I pop the question, here's the answer that I got. You'll have to build a house on it before I'll share your lot. I went to see her father and he cut to beat the band. Before I got the old man's foot, I took his daughter's hand. Oh, why did I get married? What can the reason be? Want to see the missing link? Just take a look at me. My wife, she keeps the bank account, but I keep right on working. 
I have to wear one shirt so long, it looks like an old lace curtain. She's getting fatter every day, she weighs 400 gross. I haven't kissed her now for years, cause I can't get that close. Oh, why did I get married? Look what I went and done. It costs three times as much for two to live as cheap as one. I leave And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a group of boys, six boys, six are you boys, the Yugoslavian Tamborista Orchestra. Is that correct? I got it all right. Are you the manager of the band, are you? I'm just a spokesman. Spokesman. Just a spokesman, are you? What is your name? David Blosen. David Blosen. Glad to know you. My name's Alan, Mr. Blosen. I've heard of you. Happy to have you up here. We can you you heard uh, Arthur singing there, didn't you? The yo. Oh, yes. Sir. I don't know where he got the lay, but the low comes from Buffalo. Lay the... <laughs> That's confusing. Now what are you boys going to you have an odd collection of instruments here, haven't you? Why is it no one with a Ukrainian or, or Slovakian orchestra ever plays a trombone? Why is that? <laughs> I guess you play a trombone in those little countries that goes over into Italy and you have to start more trouble, I imagine. <laughs> Take to the string in. What are you going to play for us tonight? We're going to play Repas Bang. Repas Bang. Go right ahead. Thank you. <laughs> Orchestra from New York City. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a very pleasant-looking boy confronts me here. One Kenneth Yarrow from Jersey City. Is that right, Kenneth? That's right, Mr. Allen. And you are singer, Kenneth? I'm making an attempt at it. You're making an attempt. Something tells me you're going to be very good. I have intuition, if you know what that is. 
All huh? right. You wouldn't know it to look at. I'm so deceitful. I mean, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> I'm just telling you confidentially. And you are a, according to my little slip here, you are a bass baritone? That's right. Uh, haven't you decided, or is your voice changing? But if you're right that way, it's in between. Oh, it's in, we're fortunate. We're just yeah. sort of catching you in a hyphenated stage of your right. vocal career. I, uh, <laughs> uh, do you work for the, uh, the Standard Oil Company, do you? That's right. Well, well. The, uh, I, uh, figured it was about time, you know, jokes come back every seven years, and I figured that one was about due. It's been a good 30 years since anyone dug that up. But you, uh, as a, uh, as an employee, <laughs> an employee of the Standard Oil Company, how do you like our little place here? Oh, it's a little. Yeah? You're probably standing in the biggest filling station in the world today, Kenneth. America gets more gas out of this building than all of us. <laughs> Competition. And you, uh, what are you going to sing for us, Kenneth? Old Man River. Oh. Old Man River, and you work for the Standard Oil Company. Oil and oil and water don't mix, you know. I, well, I hope you'll come out all right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Old Man River, that old man river, he must know something, but don't say nothing. He just keeps rolling, he keeps on rolling along. He don't land taters, he don't land cotton, and them that land them is soon forgotten. But old man river, he just keeps rolling along. You and me, we sweat and we strain, body or leg and racked with pain. Oh, that bud, give up that damn bell. Get a little drunk and you land in jail. I get weary and sick of trying. I'm tired of living and scared of dying. But old man river, he just keeps rolling. Oh. Jersey City, rather, singing Old Man River, and very good, too. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the two of you boys want to stand on one side and two of the other. Would you rather? Is it all right? I, uh, it's your... <laughs> You're entitled to the use of the building, of course. If I'm in the way, just put me away and forget about me. <laughs> the, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to four uh, affable-looking gentlemen here. The Friendly Four, they call themselves. So I don't anticipate any trouble, boys. <laughs> The Stanley Four from Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. Is that right? Right. Well, where is Pine Grove, if I'm not too... Uh, About uh, 40 miles west of Harrisburg. East of Harrisburg. 40 miles east, east of Harrisburg, yeah. Pine Grove. I've never... What is the principal uh, industry at Pine Grove? I'm, I'm interested. The name sounds familiar, but I can't place the metropolis. I believe Penny is the most important. Tanning. Tanning. Tanning, rather. 
tanning leather. Huh? I suppose most of the people... Uh, it's uh, unusual for the population of a town to hide during the day, generally. <laughs> well, I'm stuck. What? If you can think of better jokes, fellas, you're perfectly... All right. All right with me. But I, uh, the name intrigues me, the Friendly Four. Is it a uh, trade name? Is it just a name of a club or something? Just a meal for Just a meal for The Friendly Four. Yes. I don't know, names are deceiving. I saw a good humor man with a long face last Sunday. <laughs> what are you going to sing for us, boy? Street Urchins Medley. Street Urchins Medley. Thank yes. you very much. Go right ahead. On the soul we'll sing a song of cities, lived in great and small, thriving little cities, tell about them all. New York has her lobsters, Boston has her beans, Baltimore the place for oysters, but for lasses. New Orleans, roll them bones, roll them bones, roll them on the square, roll them on the sidewalk, the streets or anywhere. We roll them in the morning, we roll them in the night, we roll them bones a whole day long. While the cops are out of town, we roll them Charlie, Charlie Sinner. Is that right, Charlie? That's right, Mr. Allen. An accordionist? Uh, you are an accordionist. You're not just carrying that thing on your stomach there as a pose, as an idle gesture. What are you going to play for us, sir, Charlie? I'd like to play the 12th Street Rag. Well, you'd like to? There's nothing to stop you. All right. Go right ahead. The 12th Street. It must be pleasant to play one of the, an accordion in the summer, air conditioning your stomach in that fashion. The 12th Street Rag. Go right ahead. Oh, 
We were very fortunate with Charlie. Charlie was playing the 12th Street rag and got up around 4th Street and found out that he hadn't unbuttoned the accordion. We just... Almost didn't hear the last eight there. And now, ladies and gentlemen, that ends tonight's all-star amateur contest. And please don't forget <laughs> that we want all of you who have heard our amateurs at home tonight to help us select the winner of our $100 grand, uh, dollar grand prize and a week's engagement at the Roxy Theater. It is your contest, ladies and gentlemen, and your votes alone will decide who wins. All, all you have to do is to vote for your favorite, is to send a postcard or a letter to me, Fred Allen, small capitals, in care of the station to which you are now listening. All votes must be in, not later, the next Tuesday morning, if you will, please. This is Fred Allen, ladies and gentlemen, saying good night to you and you and you. And don't forget, next Wednesday evening, we'll all be back waiting to greet you with our amateur contest and another hour of smiles in the old town hall. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.